بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا As you know my dear respected brothers and sisters we are trying to uh, go through the tafsir the explanation of surah al-mujadala so we mentioned last time that surah al-mujadala is among the Mag- the madani surah the chapters that were revealed in medina and it is part of this juzu uh, that includes so many uh, that includes surahs chapters that were revealed in medina mainly in fact, it is preceded by Surah Al-Hadid, and Surah Al-Hadid was preceded by Surah Al-Waqa. Surah Al-Waqa is a Makki Surah. Surah Al-Hadid is a Madani Surah. And then we have Surah Al-Mujadala, and that, juzu, that chapter of the Quran is called Juzu uh, Al-Mujadala, or Juzu Qad Sami'a. Normally, we call it Juzu Qad Sami'a. And maybe you can see some of the, uh, uh, some of the Mus'hafs, okay, uh, 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 part of the Mus'haf is printed as sometimes you see the last juzu of the Mus'haf is printed juzu Amma and sometimes they see this quarter okay juzu Qad Sami'a from Qad Sami'a all the way until the or part uh, Qad Sami'a or quarter of Qad Sami'a it is from uh, Qad Sami'a all the way until the end of the Quran uh, Surah Al-Mujadala or Al-Mujadila includes 22 verses. Most of the scholars say that it includes 22 verses. According to some others, it includes 23 verses. The last verse is divided into two verses. It is among the late surahs that were revealed maybe in the fifth year of Al-Hijrah, either before Al-Ahzab, yeah, the battle of Al-Ahzab, or just immediately after that. Uh, the main theme of the surah is there any relationship between that chapter and the chapter preceded that which is al-hadith and the chapters that follows what is the chapter that follows after al-mujadala al-hashr okay is there any link between surah al-hadith uh, and then surah al-hashr some scholars said there is a link some other scholars said maybe there is no link allahu alam okay but maybe the main theme for Surah Al-Hadid, you can say it is Al-Infaq. Al-Infaq, that was the main focus of Surah Al-Hadid, the Surah that preceded this chapter. Uh, this, the main theme of this chapter, as we said, is the uh, etiquette of discussing or arguing with others or talking to others. The etiquette of talking. The Surah Al-Hashr, Surah Al-Hashr was talking about the rulings regarding those who uh, were, uh, those who are other than Muslims within the Muslim state. So the Surah Al-Hashr is talking about the Jews who were living in uh, Medina. So you can see that there are rulings here, different rulings. Surah Al-Hadid was talking about mainly infaq here. Uh, it is the etiquette of discussion, and then after that is uh, Surah Al-Hashr. We have uh, the rulings regarding Mujawara, living with the non-Muslims, and the rulings related to the non-Muslims, whether the enemies of them 
or the non-enemies of them. Allahu A'lam is there is a pattern, but uh, they are different rulings. Each surah is dealing with different uh, rulings. Surah Al-Mujadala is very, very rich in terms of its rulings. Okay? We mentioned that the reason for the revelation of this surah, or at least, as some scholars said, the revelation of the beginning of this surah is the story of Khawla or Khuwayla bintu Thalaba. Uh, Khawla came to the Prophet sallallahu complaining to the Prophet sallallahu about what her husband Aws ibn Samit did. And this hadith is in Sahih al-Bukhari and in other narrations, different narrations. She said, Ya Rasulullah, my husband, who is Aws, uh, I had an argument with him. And then uh, as a result of the argument, he became angry. And he said, Anti ummi. You are considered to be like my mother. He used this expression, which is ظهر, al-mudahara, yeah? Or, sorry, al-dhihar, not al-mudahara, al-dhihar. He said to her, you are, uh, or my relationship with you, or you are to me like the back of my mother. The back of my mother, it is a kinaya, as the Arabs say, that I cannot touch my mother because she is my mother. She is the most haram for me. I cannot touch her, okay? I cannot close, be close, okay, to her from a sexual perspective. So you now you are like my mother or you are like the back of my mother to me, okay? This is dhihar. Dhihar from the word zahara, from the word zahar. Okay, it is mentioned twice in the Quran. In Surah Al-Ahzab, Ya Ayyuhal Nabiyu, Ittaqillaha wa la tuqil kafirina wal munafiqina, inna allaha kana aliman hakima. Then Allah Jalla Ala says, that Allah Jalla Ala mentioned the dhihar, alladhina yudahiruna minkum min nisayim. So Allah Jalla Ala mentioned dhihar. So this is the second time in this Surah, Surah Al-Mujadala or Al-Mujadila. By the way, as we said, I don't know whether we said this, Al-Mujadala or Al-Mujadila. Yeah, Al-Mujadila is Fa'il. Yani it is the name of the lady or the title of the lady that argued with the Prophet Sallallahu Al-Mujadala means the discussion or the argument that took place. So the matter is easy, although most of the Masahif consider it as what? Al-Mujadila. Yeah, the matter is easy as we said. So this is, uh, so the Surah was revealed because of that story. So the man, Aws ibn Samit, said to his uh, wife, uh, he came from a journey and he found his wife praying and then he wanted uh, to, to have a relationship with her. So uh, uh, um, she, 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 uh, she was delayed because she was praying and she was after salah. So he became angry, frustrated, and then he said to her, as a result of this frustration, Okay, which led to argument. He said to her, Anti ummi, as we said, that you are like haram. Okay, as haram as my mother is to me. Okay, so that lady, that lady was so upset. She went to the Prophet وسلم, and she said, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, Hada zawji, ya nathartu lahu batni. Means I gave him everything. I am halal for him. And I have children with him. In 
ضممتهم إليه ضاعوا وإن ضممتهم إلي جاعوا If I give him my children yeah, he will not be able to look after them If I took the children to look after them I cannot work Okay, so they will be hungry And he is my cousin And he is my beloved husband And he made this dhihar So the Prophet ﷺ said In one narration he said You became haram for him Okay, and she said, how come Ya Rasulullah, how come I become haram for him? I am his wife and he is my husband. Yes, the Prophet ﷺ said, I don't know anything other than that. Okay, so she said, Ya Rasulullah, how come? And then he said, I don't know anything other than that. Then she said, Ashtaki ilallahi wa rasuli. I complain to Allah and his messenger. So, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, as we said, she was sitting in the same room. And then she could not hear the discussion between herself, between that lady and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she said, I was so amazed that Allah jalla wa'ala, she said in one narration, she said I was coming, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started to receive revelation. And then I said to the lady, stop, the Prophet ﷺ received the revelation. And then the Prophet ﷺ recited those ayat. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was so amazed that she said, Subhanalladhi sami'a sam'uhu, or Subhanalladhi wasi'a sam'uhu al-aswat. How come Subhana glorified the one who's sam'a? encountered or uh, uh, heard all the aswat. I could not hear her discussion and I was in the same room and Allah Jalla wa'ala from above the seventh heaven heard her. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah Jalla wa'ala not only that immediately revealed those verses قَدْ so this is the reason for the revelation of at least the beginning of this surah. The meaning is clear. Yeah? Uh, as we said, either the beginning of this surah was revealed or the entire surah was revealed. And as we said, this is this surah is mainly talking about the rulings of <coughs> of of muhawara of discussion or of discussion between um, between all people. It seems, wallahu alam. It seems, or, or I mean, between all types of people. It seems that Allah Jalla wa'ala wants to say to us in the beginning. This discussion, any discussion, any argument, the main thing that you need to be aware of is you need to be aware that Allah knows everything. Allah hears everything. And that's why in the beginning of the surah, The uh, attribute of Allah that Allah hears everything was mentioned three times. So this is the essence, the essence of uh, the etiquette of discussing anything with others is to remember 
ما يلفظ من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد that whatever you mention whatever you utter should be according to the guidelines that Allah Jalla has revealed to us according to Islam according to Sharia and you need to remember that Allah Jalla hears you when you talk let alone that Allah Jalla appointed angels to write whatever you say this is as they say this is al al-am this is the essence this is the main point about any discussion yeah the main guideline is to remember that Allah Jalla knows everything Allah Jalla hears everything so don't say something that is haram full stop okay so this is that they they this is the same, the theme of the surah and this is how yani, the beginning of the surah goes in line with the rest of the uh, chapter, with the rest of the surah. They mentioned, yeah, as we said, that this chapter has 22 verses. This is, yani, they said this is the only chapter in the Quran where lafzul jalala is mentioned in every single verse. Yeah, this is the only chapter in the Quran where lafzul jalala, Allah is mentioned in every single verse of this uh, chapter. Okay, the general meaning of the first verse, indeed Allah Jalla has heard the statement of Khawla bin Tutha'laba, the one who argues, okay, with you with regards to her husband. And then she complains to Allah Jalla and Allah Jalla hears the discussion that is taking place between both of you. Indeed, Allah Jalla all hearer, all seer. Okay. So, that, this is the general meaning of that. We said, if you remember that in this beginning, this first verse, Allah Jalla mentioned what? Allah Jalla mentioned qawl. And Allah Jalla mentioned what? Mujadala. And Allah Jalla mentioned what? Ishtika. And Allah Jalla mentioned what? Muhawara. And there are differences between all of them. Look how in a small verse Allah Jalla mentioned all these types of what? Of kalam in just one small verse. And you see that it, it, it went very smooth. You did not feel disturbed about it. Okay, I mentioned last time, by the way, that Mujadala was mentioned in the Quran three times. Actually, that was wrong, okay? Because I relied on, on someone who mentioned it, and it was wrong, actually. Okay, one of the brothers pointed that. Unless they meant that there are three types of Mujadala. No, Mujadala was mentioned in the Quran more than three times. But Muhawara was mentioned three times in the Quran. Okay. قد سمع الله قول التي تجادلك قد سمع here قد قد uh, the meaning is clear indeed but from Arabic perspective the word قد has two uh, its meaning its general meaning is clear but it can be okay if we want to talk about the detailed meaning either it is uh, a confirmation that this has happened Indeed, okay, it has been confirmed that Allah Jalla has, okay, heard uh, this. Or they say this is tawakkul husul. They say um, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam knows that Allah Jalla hears. 
So the, their, the Prophet ﷺ never doubted that Allah Jalla hears this. Yeah, but the Prophet ﷺ and this lady, they were expecting something from Allah Jalla So Allah Jalla wanted to say to them, "Yes, I have heard this, and I will be giving you an answer." So they said, "This is the qad qad at tawqur." Yeah, this is the meaning of qad here. It's not a big deal, but maybe you read it in Arabic, so that's why I explained it. قد سمع الله قول التي تجادلك في زوجها. We said, is it is it uh, suitable for the lady to argue with the Prophet ﷺ? Because here تجادلك, and it seems to me, okay, from my reading that مجادلة can be بالباطل. Yes, and mujadala can be bilhaq. It depends on the context. So argument can be uh, good and can be okay uh, negative. Yes, um, in in the hadith, the Prophet sallallahu said, "Ana zaimun bibata bi ana zaimun bibaytin fi wasat al jannah liman tarak al jidala wa huwa muhib." Okay, I will guarantee a house. Okay, in jannah for a person who abundance or leaves arguments even if he is what okay even if he is on the truth normally generally speaking it is true generally speaking jidal is what is negative but it seems that okay sometimes jidal can be positive and it seems that this is uh, this is it okay when the person is trying to achieve his haq yeah so that's why the lady was discussing with the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ said, I don't know. Okay, and she said, but now am I haram? Am I going to leave my husband, my beloved husband? He's my cousin. He's the father of my uh, children. Okay. He is the father of my children. She is arguing with you in her husband. This is the Arabic, the literal translation. Arguing you in her husband. No. Of course, it is not this literal translation in or related to her husband. Yeah. So uh, here, this sha'an is mahdu. And then she is complaining to Allah Jalla when the Prophet وسلم, told her that I don't know anything. Yeah. And Allah Jalla Yasma'u Allah Jalla here, he did not say, Wallahu Yasma'u. Allah Jalla chose the word Why? To be honest with you, I could not come up with a solid answer why Allah Jalla used the word instead of Mujadala. In Allah Samiyun Basir, indeed, Allah Jalla or hearer or seer. This is the general meaning of this. From this, we take Subhanallah. First of all, my dear brothers, uh, we will come to we will come to the dhihar, but from this beginning, as we said, this beginning is showing the general guideline or the general principle regarding what regarding the etiquette when you discuss something with others, which is what to remember that Allah Jalla knows everything. Allah Jalla hears everything. Okay, there are a number of things. The ayah, the 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 reason for the revelation of this surah. Yeah, is the story of this lady. Allah Jalla did not mention the name of this lady. Qad sami Allahu qawla 
التي because names are not important the main issue is what lessons to be taken from the story okay uh, moreover among the lessons to be taken from this is how close Allah Jalla wa'ala okay is to the person who is complaining to him when the person is in a desperate situation immediately Allah Jalla wa'ala re- revealed uh, this chapter in order to what to help this poor lady and when the person when that the Allah Jalla wa'ala is closest is close to all of us but Allah Jalla wa'ala in particular is closer to those who are what uh, coming to him in uh, in a very desperate situation when they come to Allah Jalla showing to Allah Jalla desperate need for the help of Allah Jalla Allah Jalla immediately reveals or sends his help upon people so uh, that's why the prophet sallallahu alaihi said Allah Jalla is surprised how people become despair yeah how they lose hope in their God and Wallahu Jalla wa'ala is very close to them. So this is a very important lesson for us that whatever happens, we should not lose hope or lose our trust in Allah Jalla wa'ala. Yeah. And as now we see what is happening to Syria, uh, to the Syrian people, what is happening in Syria, what is happening in Ghuta, we should not lose okay hope in what Allah in 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 Allah Jalla wa'ala. we should not lose hope at all in fact maybe losing hope in Allah Jalla wa'ala is one of the reasons for defeat in fact it might be the biggest reason for defeat is what is to lose hope in Allah Jalla wa'ala. that's why the prophet sallallahu encouraged us to continue making dua continue making dua continue making dua yes Allah Jalla wa'ala will eventually answer your dua. But what happens, you despair or you lose hope, then you stop dua, then khalas, you stop dua. So Allah Jalla wa'ala doesn't see you making dua. So Allah Jalla wa'ala will not give you because you are not asking for it. But if you continue to do dua to Allah Jalla wa'ala, Allah Jalla wa'ala is hayyun kareem. Allah Jalla wa'ala is Kareem is generous and Allah Jalla wa'ala, Allah Jalla wa'ala is, 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 is that one who feels shy not to give you after you show him that you are so desperate for his help and his support. Allah Jalla wa'ala is not that one who let his slave uh, keep asking him and he lets him down. He doesn't him doesn't answer him. This is not Allah Jalla Ala. Allah Jalla Ala is above that. Allah Jalla Ala is greater than that. Allah Jalla Ala is the greatest. Allah Jalla Ala is the most generous. This is an important lesson that we take from this. Also, we take from this that Subhanallah, yeah, The Prophet وسلم, said to that lady, I don't know. I have no answer. Look, the Prophet وسلم, said what? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah? And he who he who is he? He is the Prophet. وسلم. This is a proof that the Prophet وسلم, is the last one to what? To utter something, yeah? 
to, to utter something that he doesn't know of. And the Prophet ﷺ himself admits that he doesn't know. Okay? And this is again a clear proof that the Prophet ﷺ doesn't know except what Allah has told him. And in, in, in this situation, it is clear that the Prophet ﷺ was waiting for revelation. Okay? There are some other lessons, they will come inshallah. Then after that, Allah says, الَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ مَا هُنَّ أُمَّهَاتِهِمْ Those, yes, those among you who make their wives unlawful to them by this dihar, by this process of dihar, they cannot be their mothers. Yeah? Their wives are not their mothers. الَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ نِسَائِهِمْ their, their wives are not their mothers. Their mothers are those who gave birth to them. In ummahatuhum illallahi And indeed, indeed, yes, indeed they utter an ill word and they mentioned lies. They uttered, they uttered ill words, bad words, evil words or wrong words and not only that, but they have given, uh, they have mentioned lies or they have mentioned uh, wrong testimonies or lie testimonies. This is Zur. However, Allah is uh, of pardoning, of forgiving. Okay. We mentioned this dhihar. The dhihar is for is when the man, when the husband says to his wife, you are like my mother or you are like the back of my mother. Dhahar, dhahar is the back. Yeah. So this is dhihar. You are like the back of my mother means it. you are haram to me like my mother is haram to me. This is dhihar. Look, Allah Jalla wa'ala said, how come they consider their, them as what? As their mothers. They are not their mothers. Their mothers are those who gave birth to them. Yeah? In ummahatum Their mothers are those who gave birth to them. Yeah? And what they have done, what they have said is munkar. Look, the Allah Jalla wa'ala is angry of this. So angry, okay? Uh, with this, so he called it as munkar, evil in of itself, and it is a wrong, evil testimony. Yeah, zur. You know, the Prophet said, Allah wa qawlu zur, Allah wa shahadatu zur. Qawlu zur means you tell lies, especially if it is a testimony. Here, they, they are making a testimony, wrong testimony, a lie. What is that testimony? That they are considered their wives as their. Uh, mothers. Okay? Now, this dhihar, my dear respected brothers and sisters, what is this dhihar? Dhihar is when, as we said, when the person considers his wife or says to his wife, I will treat you, okay, from um, or you are haram to me as my uh, mother is haram to me or as the back of my mother haram to me. This is dhihar. Dihar has so many. There is a chapter in the in the books of fiqh called Kitabul Dihar. Yeah, the chapter of Dihar. 
the rulings of Lihar. Okay? And as we said, it was mentioned in the Quran twice. Al-Dihar, as we said, this is the ruling of Al-Dihar. Yeah, sorry, this is Al-Dihar. Al-Dihar is haram. Yeah, and some scholars consider it as what? As one of the major sins. Al-Dihar is haram. And some scholars said that it is a major sin. Okay. As we are proceeding, okay, before we proceed actually, why Al-Dihar is haram? Why Al-Dihar is haram? And we will see, yeah, that Allah Jalla mentioned in the last ayah that, okay, وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Followed by, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحَادُّونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ كُبِتُوا كَمَا كُبِتَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ This man said something, just a statement. He did not what? Made muharaba, yeah? Or he did not go against Allah Jalla Ala, yeah? That's why, and how Allah Jalla Ala said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحَادُّونَ يُحَادُّونَ means going against Allah Jalla Ala. And look, the kafara, okay, the expiation for al-dihar is so severe, so severe. Why is this? Why is this? Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Because it's shahada, you're making a testimony. If you're gonna break that testimony, then. Mm hmm. Yes. To uh, discourage people from doing it. Yeah, but why it is so severe? Yes. This is why it is so severe. Because what? Because it is تحريم ما أحل الله. Yeah. تحريم what? ما أحل الله. طيب. Yeah. قل إنما حرم ربي الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن والإثم والبغي بغير الحق وأن تشركوا بالله ما لم ينزل به عليكم سلطانا وأن تقولوا على الله ما لا تعلمون. Yes. قل إن الذين يفترون على الله الكذبة لا يفلحون. This, yes. ولا تقولوا لما تصف ألسنتكم الكذبة هذا حلال وهذا حرام. Yeah. Don't. ولا تقولوا لما تصف ألسنتكم الكذبة هذا حلال وهذا حرام. Don't make anything that Allah Jalla. Don't change the rulings of Allah Jalla Ala. Don't make it. Don't make what is halal haram, and don't make what is haram what halal. This is part of قول على الله بغير علم to utter something on behalf of Allah Jalla Ala without knowledge. Yeah, that's why Allah Jalla Ala says, "وَأَن تُشْرِكُ بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا وَأَن تَقُولُ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ." And that's why all of us know Allah Jalla Ala says, "إن الحكم إلا لله." Yeah. Allah Jalla Ala says, uh, Allah Jalla Ala says, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيرًا Yes, and Allah Jalla Ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُقَدِّمُوا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ All those verses, 
conclude one thing, which is what? Whatever Allah Jalla legislate, you have no right to change it. Yeah, two things belong to Allah Jalla alone. Creation and what? Legislation. Yeah? Okay? Legislation. Uh, that's why even the mushrikeen, uh, when Allah Jalla condemned them by saying, مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ بَحِيرَةٍ وَلَا سَائِبَةٍ وَلَا وَصِيلَةٍ وَلَا وَلَكِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يَفْتَرُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Look at this. Allah Jalla becomes angry when Allah Jalla makes something halal, okay, and you make it what? Haram. Or it is haram and you make it what? Halal. Allah Jalla said to who? To Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّبِيِّ لِمَ تُحَرِّمُ مَا أَحَلَّ اللَّهُ لَكَ تَبْتَغِي مَرْضَاتَ أَزْوَاجِكَ Yeah? And this is who? This is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's why that it is the expiation of this liha, yeah, is so severe, is so harsh, yeah. It is one of the harshest actually expiations. And we will see how to expiate that. But the main lesson is what, and we will see the conclusion of the ayat is what? وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا تَصِفُوا أَلْسِنَتُكُمُ الْكَذِبَةِ هَذَا حَلَالٌ وَهَذَا حَرَامٌ لِتَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Whatever Allah Jalla Ala made halal, it is halal. Whatever Allah Jalla Ala made haram, it is haram. Don't change it. It is not for you to change it. This lady, he, she is his wife. Why? She is wife. Allah Jalla Ala made it her halal for you after she was what? Haram for you. How she became your halal, she became your halal after marriage. It is not for you or anyone else to make her haram. Yeah? To make her haram for you. That's why Allah Jalla Allah Jalla became angry. And now, as we said, that this chapter is talking about the Etiquettes of kalam, of talking, of discussions, of or arguments. The first thing that you need to be aware of and careful of after shirk is what? Is not to, while you are talking with others, this discussion should not push you to make what is haram halal and what is halal haram. This is the main thing that you need to be aware when you discuss Okay, with other people because this is the right of Allah Jalla and normally the right of Allah Jalla comes first. After shirk, okay, regarding the discussion, this is the main problem is to to change the uh, 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 law of Allah Jalla Yeah, and also you can see that uh, this is. You know, this refutes or this response to the seculars because the seculars, they say what is for Allah is for Allah, what is yani, among, yani, what we need to live by, this is up to us. No, even in this small matter, you might think that it is a small matter. Allah Jalla says what? It is up to me to decide. It is not to, up to anyone to decide. Yes. Allah Jalla is the one who creates. Allah Jalla is the one who legislates. It is not for any one of you in any matter. Look, this matter, how you deal with your wife, it is not a matter 
related to governance. It is not a matter related to hukum, ruling, politics. No, it is a social matter. However, it is up to who? It is up to Allah Jalla to tell us what is halal and what is haram. So there is no room for secularism. Okay. Um, uh, then Allah Jalla yeah, in this ayah, uh, of course, we can't mention all the benefits from those ayat, but just uh, quickly, uh, Allah Jalla here, he gives, he gave the ruling, but he also gave what? The foundation for the, the ruling. He explains the hikmah and he uses aql. Yeah? How come you make them as your mothers? It doesn't go. It is against common sense. Think about it. They are not your mothers. Okay? Your mothers are those who gave birth to you. Okay. Then Allah Jalla gave us the expiation. Those who do this, okay, to their wives. Then, yes, the general meaning of that, then they want to continue their relationship with their wives as husband and wife. They want to continue the matrimonial relationship. This is the general meaning, okay, of it. However, from an Arabic language, it is a bit, uh, bit unclear. Yeah? Um, some very few scholars said, means they repeated the dhihar. Yeah? They did it again. That because the zahir of the statement, how he translated uh, how he translated that uh, and those who make unlawful to them and wish to free themselves from what they utter no no uh, no he did not go for the literal translation but the literal translation then they go back to what they have said yeah then they go back to what they have said so some very few maybe one scholar said then they have they go back to what they have said means they repeated what they said. No, this is the all most of the scholars said this is a wrong uh, meaning. No, means they go back, okay, and they regretted what they have done, okay, what they have said, and they want to continue the relationship with their wives. From an Arabic perspective, ثم يعودون لما قالوا. Some scholars said ثم يعودون عن ما قالوا. Yeah, from an Arabic language, ثم يعودون عن ما قالوا means they left what they have said, or ثم يعودون لما قالوا. They go back to what they have said. They don't want to do it, and they want to do it. Yeah, is the meaning clear, brothers? Yeah. So they want to go back and to resume rel their relationship with their wives. Okay. Those who want to, those who said they uttered the dhihar, but now they want to continue the relationship with their wives, they must what? They have to free a slave before they resume their relationship as husband and wife. Before... 
they resume the matrimonial relationship. They have to what? They have to free what? A slave. Yeah? Or the, the, the husband, sorry, has to free what? A slave. Yeah? Okay? So this is the first one. Normally, فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةً uh, Where do we see تَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةً? We see it as an expiation in كَفَّارَةِ الْيَمِينَ and in كَفَّارَةِ الْقَتْلِ Yes? وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا No, before uh, that. فَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمٍ فَإِنْ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمٍ عَدُوٍ لَكُمْ وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنًا Yeah, in Surah An-Nisa. The expiation of what? Of killing someone by mistake. Yeah, killing someone by mistake. So Allah Jalla mentioned that the expiation is what? To free a slave. But there in Kafarat al-Qatil, as the scholar said, as the ayah, فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنًا The expiation of killing someone by mistake is what? To free a Muslim slave. But here, فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ It is unconditional, just generally. Okay, فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ And you know, there is a discussion between the scholars. They say this can be uh, understood in light of that one or not. So can we say that here it means فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةٍ مُؤْمِنَةٍ or not? This is not the remit of يعني, that, that, that discussion. But it is so severe that the expiation is what? It starts with what? the one who does that. Okay, he needs to what? To expiate for the sin that he has committed. To what he has uttered by first free what? A slave. Then, okay, to free a slave before they resume their matrimonial relationship. If he can't free a slave, then what? Uh, fasting two consecutive months. Again, before they resume what their matrimonial relationship. If he can't free, if he can't free a slave, and then he can't fast two consecutive months, as Allah Jalla said, yeah, miskina, he should what he should feed sixty poor people. Yeah, this. If he can't do that, then he moved to the second one. If he can't move to the second one, then the last resort for him is to what feed 60 uh, poor people. This is the expiation for what? Yeah? For uh, the dhiha, which is someone to say to his wife, you are haram to me like the back of my mother. Okay? Uh, we don't want to discuss the rulings of, of dhiha. There are so many rulings, but among the common mistakes or common problems we, we see with uh, some Muslim uh, communities, uh, when they become angry, they say to their wives, Anti haramun alayya. Yeah? In some communities, when they become angry with each other, they say, Anti haramun alayya. Okay? Or Anti alayya haram. You are haram to me. Yeah? This haram to me, you, ha you have to be careful, brothers. Okay? If your community uses this, it is a problem. Either it is considered to be dhihar, so the expiation is this, or it is considered to be talaq, and in some madhahib it is uh, irrevocable talaq, or it is a yameen. Yeah, it is an oath. Okay, 
So it is not just a statement and you just use it, okay, when you argue with your, with your uh, wife, okay, and you use that statement. There are many rulings regarding dhihar. Uh, as we said, we will not uh, talk about them. Okay. وَالَّذِينَ يُظَاهِرُونَ مِنْ نِسَائِنْ ثُمَّ يَعُودُونَ لِمَا قَالُوا فَتَحْرِيرُ رَقَبَةِ This is the first level. Yeah, they have to free what? A slave. And as we said, is it raqaba mu'mina or not? Discussion between the scholars. It has to be freed before what? Min qabli an yatamassa. Before they resume the matrimonial relationship. Some so scholars said before they resume any kind of matrimonial relationship. And some other scholars said no, before they resume the full sexual relationship. Then look at this. Allah Jalla Ala said, ذَلِكُمْ تُعَضُونَ بِهِ This is, Allah Jalla Ala is admonishing you. Okay? Is admonishing you. طيب, that is uh, an admonition to you. Yeah? ذَلِكُمْ تُعَضُونَ بِهِ Yeah, ذَلِكُمْ تُعَضُونَ بِهِ yeah, Allah Jalla Ala is admonishing you. Wallahu bima ta'maluna khabir. And Allah Jalla Ala is well acquainted with what you have done. As we said, you know, we will try to go through uh, all the 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 the, uh, the whole chapter, inshallah, in six lessons. That's why we cannot just pick on every single mas'ala. The dhihar in of itself, to discuss the rulings of dhihar, we need maybe three, four lessons, but we will not, yani this is not the remit of this discussion. Then Allah Jalla Ala said, فَمَنْ لَمْ يَجِدْ Whoever does not find, okay, to free a slave, yeah, as an expiation, فَصِيَامُ شَهْرَيْنِ مُتَتَابِعَيْنِ The expiation after that, the second level of expiation, and here, as the scholar said, the expiation is على التخير, yeah, not, uh, sorry, على التَّرْتِيب, not التَّخِير. Means you go for this option. If you failed, okay, or you can't go for this option, you move to what? To the second option. The second option is what? Siyamu shahrayni mutatabi'ain. To fast two consecutive months. Yeah? Either 60 days or 59 days or 58 days. Two consecutive lunar months. Look at this. Min qabli ayyatamassa. Yeah, before they resume the matrimonial relationship, and as you know, okay, especially any that the, as you know, the married people know this that to to be away from your wife, okay, especially if she's in front of you for two months, this is a severe punishment. A severe punishment. You deserve it. Why you deserve that severe punishment? Don't make what is haram, what is halal, haram for you. You put it on yourself, yeah? You considered her like the back of your mother. You take it now. Show us. If you, are, if you make her haram, this is what you have done. Okay? So that's why Allah Jalla says, فَصِيَامُ شَهْرَيْنِ مُتَتَابِعَيْنِ مِنْ قَبْرِ This is a condition. Yeah? And then, if he can't do, there were narrations that this man, Aus ibn samit the one who did the dihar, yeah, when those ayat were revealed, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I can't find, yani, to, to free a slave. Yeah, I can't find enough money to buy a slave to free a slave. There were 
some slavery at that time so or some slaves at that time so then he said then the prophet وسلم, as the ayah said fast two consecutive months he said wallahi ya rasulullah i'm so weak if i don't eat three times a day i can't see properly yeah so the prophet وسلم, said fa'it'amu sittina miskina yeah fa'it'amu sittina miskina he said ya rasulullah type help me to give sadaqa yeah so he said the prophet وسلم, said to him wait and then he gave him sadaqa until he was able to give what to feed 60 poor people فمن لم يستطع فاطعام 60 مسكينا yeah the one who can't uh, fast two consecutive months then of course there are different rulings regarding fasting to consecutive months if you become ill what do you do if you are traveling what do you do lunar month if you start in the middle of the month and so on we'll not discuss all of these things okay feed 60 poor people again there are different rulings regarding that you feed one poor person 60 days or you feed 60 poor people how much you feed them one meal twice etc etc different countries different contexts will not talk about that Okay, فَإِطْعَامُ سِتِّينَ مِسْكِينَ ذَلِكَ Look at this ذَلِكَ وَطْ لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Yeah, subhanallah This is the conclusion All of this, why? Yes, why? These are uh, Sorry uh, That is in order That you may have perfect faith In Allah Jalla Ala Or that in order for you to believe in Allah Jalla wa'ala and his messenger. Okay? Now, of course, they are believing in Allah Jalla wa'ala and his messenger, but it means in order to have full faith to submit, okay, wholeheartedly to Allah Jalla wa'ala and to his messenger. Thalika here, this is the general meaning, but as we said, that it, it seems that the Iman here is focusing on what? To submit to what Allah Jalla Ala have said. Don't change the rules or laws of Allah Jalla Ala. This is what, uh, the, 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 this is the, the, the main aim of this. Whatever Allah Jalla Ala legislated, you have to submit to that. That's why Allah Jalla Ala mentioned the second part of it, which is what? وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ These are the limits of Allah Jalla Ala. Yes? وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Look at this. There is no discussion here about kufr. صح? Huh? Kufar were not mentioned. Yes or no? Yeah? There is no kufr here. There is what? A fiqhi discussion here about what? About a person said to his wife that you are haram to me like my mother. Yeah? But Allah Jalla wa'ala concluded these verses by saying these are the limits of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Don't go against the limit, against the limits of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Indeed, those who go against the limits of Allah Jalla wa'ala are what? Are the kafirin. This is what it indicates. That's why Allah Jalla wa'ala said, وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ These are the limits. وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ عَلِيمٌ There will be a severe punishment for the kafirun. Who are the kafirun? The kafirun, of course, this is not a definition, okay, but just a description, yeah, not prescriptive, 
but it just this is descriptive okay walil kafirina those who go against the uh, limits of allah jalla and this shows the severity of what of changing the laws of allah jalla yeah as we said وَأَن تُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ قُلْ إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّيَ الْفَوَاحِشَ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بَطَنَ وَالْإِثْمَ وَالْبَغْيَ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ وَأَن تُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا وَأَن تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah Jalla listed the kabair and then at the end of the kabair Allah Jalla mentioned shirk and after that القول على الله بغير علم which is changing the laws of Allah Jalla you change them you legislate them Okay, not just acting for a need. No, we are talking about you legislate against what Allah Jalla legislated. Okay, and this is yeah uh, 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 one of the major sins. That's why Allah Jalla mentioned this ayat, uh, concluded by uh, him saying, "وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ وَلِلْكَافِرِينَ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ." These are the limits of Allah Jalla. And lil kafirin for the disbelievers there will be a severe punishment. Okay, inshallah we will. This will be enough inshallah for today, and inshallah we will uh, continue inshallah next uh, dars inshallah next Tuesday. Uh, yes, next Tuesday. Yeah, I am uh, abroad actually. Yeah, and I forgot to mention this. So, what are you going to do? Okay. 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 Zakallah khair. Any question? Ask brothers and sisters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, this young boy is asking this question. Allah yahdik. Shall we answer him or not? Yeah, very good question. Very good question. Ah. So this young boy, okay, who is 16 years of age, yeah, 16 or 15, 16, yeah. I don't want to mention his name because it will be recorded and his parents will listen and then they will say, what? Our son is asking this question. Maybe he needs to be married. <laughs> it might help you to get married, yeah. Okay. So he is asking, so if the husband decided not to go back to his wife, so he made dhihar, yeah? And he said, khalas, I made dhihar, I don't want to go back to my wife, yeah? So this is a very good question, actually. The scholar said, if he said that he doesn't want to go back to his wife, he commits two problems, dhihar and what? Ilah. What is ila? Allah Jalla Ala mentioned لِلَّذِينَ يُؤْلُونَ مِنْ نِسَاءٍ تَرَبُّصُ أَرْبَعَةِ أَشْهُرٍ فَإِنْ فَاءُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ وَإِنْ عَزَمُوا الطَّلَاقَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ Yeah? So, he will move from dhihar to what? Ila. Ila is what? The person who says, I will not 
uh, have any kind of relationship with my wife for four months. Uh, sorry, I will not have any relationship with with my wife. Okay. The if the wife goes to the qadi and she will say that look, I'm just living with him as a friend. We no, we should be. We have okay. He, there are obligations. Okay, I am halal for him and he is halal for me. So the qadi will give him four months as a limit to continue the matrimonial relationship with her. If he doesn't do that, the qadi will what? Will dissolve the marriage. Yeah. So if the man said, "Khalas, I made dhihar, I don't want to resume the relationship." Yeah. He committed a sin. He committed a sin, and if he continued on this, okay, he was adamant. The wife has the right to what? Yeah. To ask for divorce or marriage dissolution. Then the scholar said, "Now." This is her right. Now the issue is, is he obliged to go for the kafara or not? Because he said, "Khalas, I made lihar and I will not go back to my wife." And then she went, and the uh, the qadi told him, "Yani, change your mind." He said, "No." He, the qadi told him, "You committed a sin." He said, "I don't care." Yeah, for example, or he said, "I committed it already." Yeah, so the qadi can dissolve the marriage and the marriage. Now this man, yeah, his marriage has ended. Is he obliged to go for the kafar, the, the expiation? It is a discussion between the scholars. Is it clear? Yeah, is it clear, brothers? So they said the one who makes the har, he is not just free after that, chooses whatever he wants. No, if he was adamant, then the wife has the right to, okay, to. To uh, end the marriage. Question. Uh, having said that, the first question which came down from the sisters is: um, Can can the wife make the heart of the husband? Allahu <laughs> Akbar. <laughs> this is equality in everything. <laughs> equality in everything. Yeah, the man is doing the heart for the wife, and the wife is making the heart of the man. And actually, I wanted to speak about this. Okay, and it is—it was in my mind, but because of time, I said no need. Yeah. So imagine, the man goes to his wife. Yeah, darling, she will say to him, "You are like the back of my father." <laughs> yeah. And the answer is, I don't know. I don't want to upset the sisters by telling them no. But this is the answer, no. Yeah, of course, no, sisters. Yeah, the the wife cannot make the heart of her husband. The wife cannot make the heart of her husband. There is a story. Yeah. Uh, they they said that in 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 history there is a lady. The, the first lady who, the first and the last lady who made the dihar, yeah, uh, her name is Khawla bin Tupalha, yeah, Khawla bin Tupalha. Khawla bin Tupalha, there is, uh, this is Khawla bin Tupalha bin Ubaidillah, the, the one of the uh, ten uh, Sahabi granted Jannah, yeah, they said that she was very pretty, uh, 
and Urwa ibn Zubair, Urwa ibn Zubair wanted to marry her. Uh, is, is he Urwa? Uh, sorry, Mus'ab. Mus'ab. No, 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 not Mus'ab ibn Ubayr. Either Urwa. No, not Urwa, not Urwa, not Urwa. Mus'ab. Yeah, Mus'ab ibn Zubair, he became, who became the Amir of Iraq. Yeah. Uh, this is a story I mentioned it a number of times. Abdullah ibn Zubair, yeah? Abdullah ibn Zubair and Mus'ab ibn Zubair and Urwa ibn Zubair and Abdullah ibn Umar. They sat together when they were young and they said, yeah, they were discussing what do you want to be, what do you want to be, what do you want to achieve? Yeah, so Abdullah ibn Zubair, he said, I want to be the Khalifa. And he became the Khalifa. Urwa ibn Zubair said, I want to be a muhaddith. And he became a muhaddith. Mus'ab ibn Zubair, he said, I want to be the emir of Iraq. Yeah? Is he Mus'ab or? Yeah, Mus'ab. Yeah? He said, I want to be the emir of Iraq. And I want to marry, yeah, Sakina bint al-Husayn and Khawla bint Talha. He got married to Sakina and he got married to Khawla. So when you have a goal in your life, even if it is a dunya goal, yeah, if you are committed to that, you will do it. You will achieve it. I, I give this amazing story for the person who has himma and zeal to achieve something. Eventually, he will achieve it. Yeah, Abdullah ibn Umar said, I want to be in the highest place in Jannah. And inshallah, he got it. So Mus'ab, uh, Mus'ab ibn Zubair, when Khawla heard about this, she said, Wallahi, if I marry him, he will become like my mother, like the back of my father. He will be haram on me, like my father is haram to me. So they said she's the only lady that did dhihar, but against potential husband, not against a husband. And then she got married to him, and I think they had children. Okay. This is the only any riwaya in history, yeah. And maybe one of our sisters will do it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any other question? Any other question? No. خلاص. From sisters. طيب. Okay. جزاكم الله خير. بارك الله فيك.